Happy Monday. Good morning. Good afternoon. Welcome in to the CHGO Bears podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook. Download the app. Use that promo code CHGO when you sign up. Look at the man in studio. Will DeWitt is here with his Bears gear looking fresh and ready. Yes. Dude did have a slight morning. I don't know how much you want to talk about uh, your <laughs> athletic talents uh, and how you survived to fall and, and are now here and ready to rock. Yeah, uh, I'm excited to be here. First time, I think, in studio since before training camp. Which wow, holy. I know. What? It's been, yeah, I haven't been in here since, like, right know? before. Been to we went Field. To, right. I went to the huh. games, went to the tailgates. But I haven't been in here. But, yeah, like you said, eventful morning. I was carrying all my stuff for my early trek down, and we have a baby gate over the stairs. And I thought I could handle, like, my coat, my backpack, everything. And then this foot clipped the gate, and I tumbled down the first flight of our stairs to kind of start the day. And then I got a cracked windshield on the way here. Yes. Thank you, semis, throwing rocks at me, dodging them left and right. But regardless, I guess it's just what, you know, the sacrifices I have to make to be here in studio. Do it tougher than all. Let's let's, let's get it straight <laughs> here. And, uh, I mean, this, that tackle by your stairs. By the way, hi, Nick. How are you, buddy? I'm good, Mark. How are you? Ping pong after <laughs> you the were, show. You're, uh, you're going he, down. Mark was rooting for the Iowa Hawkeyes yesterday, right? Mark, Mark was not. Um, Mark was enjoying the fact that Northwestern just got ranked. Congratulates, Cats, uh, 21 in country. About time, damn Wait, it. So now who do they lose to? Uh, they, slow down. Just, just we're, not, <laughs> we're, we're not doing that. What I, what the joke that I wanted to make was that tackle by the stairs was, um, you know, 14 less uh, than Al-Qadeen Muhammad had as a, as a, as a, as, as a berry. Like that, Lawrence? Like that? Yeah, I like the rudeness. Let's go. Yeah, uh, it is a Monday. And I'm already seeing in the comments, Gary's freaking out about uh, Justin Fields' trade rumors. Gary, everybody, let's chill. This is going to be part of the process. And I do have one QB take that we'll get to. But uh, Al-Qadeen Muhammad, would you guys like to uh, – what would you like to celebrate about his one year as a Bear? Do you remember the one sack who it came against? I had to look that up today myself. Ooh, good, good. Do uh, you know, Nick? It does not come to mind for me. You're going to say what to celebrate. I was going to say the conclusion. <laughs> but before we get there – I can't think of who, who we got a sack against. I have no – was it early on in the season, Mark, or – It was uh, – Let's call it midseason. It was a it was a significant game in yes. the season. Maybe the most significant game in the season. How's that? Pats, Patriots, not the Pats. They played significant games. Well, nice. I said of their <laughs> season. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'm I, stretching here. Well, I'm stretching. Yeah, you have to tell us, Mark. Uh, it was the Commanders game. Oh. He had a sack against the Commanders. Of course, that was the game that the Bears lost 12-7. That was the game that Darnell Mooney dropped a touchdown mm-hmm. pass that would have won it. But that was the game that afterwards you went in the mini-buy and unlocked the offense. I, okay. I would almost I, I stand by my take. Might have been the most significant game of the year as far as figuring out, like, okay, this is not working. We need to do something. But, yes, al Muhammad had a sack <laughs> in that game. al Muhammad, you're, let, what, let me let – well, why don't you give us your takeaway from when you heard that Muhammad was cut in on February, whatever it was, <laughs> that uh, the Bears are saving. How much money exactly did they save again? Roughly $4 million. Roughly $4 million. So add it into the kitty, another $4 million. What What was your first reaction? My first reaction, and I was telling you guys this before we went live, like, I appreciate making a move like this. Obviously, al when he comes in, he is a Matt Eberflus guy, worked with the coach before, came in, was supposed to understand the defense, and to kind of be someone to continue blossoming in Chicago because in Indy, he was developing every single year. Now, we all know that wasn't the case 
And luckily, I think the Bears decided to cut him. And I think that just shows like the accountability in the building that even if you are a guy, you have history with the coach, maybe some of the other people in the front office, if you're not going to perform, you're not going to have a spot on this team. And I think that sends a loud message to the locker room. And it's definitely one, like I said, that I appreciate. I think it just speaks to like production. You need to have it to, mm-hmm. to, in order to be a part of what the Bears want to do moving forward. And they just needed anybody to step up as the edge rush edge rusher position and nobody did and Al-Quadney Muhammad he was he was a good run stopper in Indianapolis didn't really show that here in Chicago there are times well where we watch rewatch games and it's like he's there's loafs and he knows what it's about to be in this hits principle and knows what you need to do on every single play and you kind of saw that but look this is a position of need for the Bears they cut him showing that you do need to produce here if you actually want to be a part of this team he was second on the Indianapolis Colts in sacks in 2021 behind DeForest right. Buckner. Mm-hmm. And, like, when when they signed him and you looked at his highlights, like, huh? Eh, Makes I, sense. I, yeah, right, exactly. Made sense. He came here and was straight awful. I, and he, <laughs> he, he was. I like it. And what was weird about him, too, like, that locker room, we've talked about it a lot, is just filled with enjoyable likable yeah. human beings. And I'm not saying that Al-Qadim Muhammad was a malcontent because he wasn't, but he was, he was, there was a weird vibe that he gave up all season long. Like he just did not want to be here. I don't know if you guys felt the same way when you were around him, but like, that's, that's what I got. Like he just, it, it, it was never like he sort of embraced being a Chicago bear. He was very to himself, just like being in the practices like day to day at Hellas Hall. Like he would be on his phone a lot, always FaceTiming somebody. The times I did want to talk to him, he would put down his phone and, and talk, but it did seem like he had the last locker right before you go into like the showers over there. And he just didn't say much. It was always kind of to himself. But uh, not to say that he's a bad guy, but again, it didn't work out here in no, Chicago. He, he's no longer here. He, right. Again, not a malcontent, but he, it wasn't. He was different. There was, there was something going on. And again, I think it just speaks volumes of the accountability for Nick. You mentioned it already a position of need and that level of need goes up just another step now with an out that body at the position, even though he wasn't someone that we wanted to start next year, he was a potential guy to be depth, uh, a backup guy coming off of the bench, part of the rotation. And you mentioned lack of like production and it's more of getting after quarterbacks and a lack of sacks. Like his inability to set the edge last year was a big reason why the Bears run defense was as awful as it was. Again, they gave up the most rushing yards in franchise history for a single season last year, and he was a big part of that. Yeah, I am right. Is that bad? It's not (laughs) good. Not good. It it was just amazing how nondescript he was watching him. Like, okay, there he goes. He crashes into offensive linemen, play ends, he did nothing, and moving along. Which, okay, not a lot of help around him. I get it. But at least there were moments where, say, Justin Jones flashed. There was mm-hmm. – and, and it was, was rare. He was just there. He was he, literally he, just he, there. He, he was. He Nobody was – nobody in the history of the Bears maybe was just there as well as al <laughs> Muhammad was just there. I, I mean, he really – that was amazing. Um, what's up, Crystal? It's good to see you on the, in the chat here. So here, let's talk about other cat can, other cut candidates. Thank you very much. Um, as the Bears try to manipulate their cap. And here they are. And this is all before June 1st. These are the numbers. So Eddie Jackson, you save seven and a half. Cody Whitehair, you save a little bit, uh, uh, just under six. Justin Jones, you save a little under five. And you see the numbers here. Patrick, Santos, Gibson, Kendall Vildor. Guesses in the chat. 
guest is on the show. Who, if anyone, will Ryan Poles decide is not worth uh, the amount of cap savings the Bears can get to continue to rework this roster? Uh, who's your number one pick on here, Will? Number one. Gee, see, you're making me choose between a couple guys I'm torn between. But or, it's or Cody give me, give, me your, give me your top three. Top three right now, Cody Whitehair, Lucas Patrick, and I'm leaning Cairo Santos, which may be – I know, Nick, you gave me a look when I mentioned him before he went live, but he missed five extra points last year, which led the league. Yep. Those kind of do loom large. That Lions one-point loss comes to mind, and – he doesn't have the biggest leg. There were a few times last year when you know, most teams would be in field goal range, and he's like saying, nah, not me either. Sure, you know, yeah. Take the delay game and let's punt it deep. And for me, I want a guy with a little bit stronger leg, ideally, uh, but his field goal percentage still is up there, still one of the best kickers at Soldier Field history. I get it, but $3 million for a guy who's missing five extra points a season. Ideally, the Bears score more touchdowns this year, so we have to do it even more so. Uh, so to me, that's a concern, and I know how mental it is, and the trench is not going in the right direction. I'm keeping Cairo Santos. So, uh, I know he's obviously one of the, the guys on there. I looked at, you know, the last three weeks, he made all three of his extra points. He only had one in each game, but he made them. So he, he ended the season Ooh. off strong. Wow, con- congratulations. He yeah, made three in three weeks. But, again, I think when we look at some of these cap casualties or how much money you could save, why create another hole? And on a roster has so many. And I think Cairo Santos can still show you that he could still kick field goals. I think it was a, a weird funk that he went through. It was really the weeks between it was Green Bay and Philly where he missed back-to-back extra points. Wasn't kind of the same there. And then he, I think he oriented himself the right way. I don't know if you guys feel the same way. Or if the chat thinks, can you upgrade from Cairo Santos? Give me a name out there. But I'm going to go with him. But I think the number one guy, the cap casualty where – you think the Bears, they go on from him, they save money? It's Cody Whitehair. Mm-hmm. He's being paid like the eighth best guard in the NFL. You can watch the tape. You can see what he's like. He's not the eighth best. And he has done a lot of good things for the Bears in terms of saving money and changing positions. So he's been, he's been a professional. But if the Bears can find a way to upgrade that position or even sign someone to free agency, I think it's a, it's a smart financial decision to kind of move on from Cody Whitehair and see where you, where you can go elsewhere with that. It makes me nervous because the offensive line is so weak um, and you're getting rid of a veteran. And I hate to do this because I'm, I'm an Eddie fan. Yeah. But, you know, Eddie's getting up there. He's, he's into his 30s. He's coming off of a foot injury. Liz Frank, like, who knows how he's mm-hmm. coming back from that. Talking about seven and a half million dollars. Now he's. You're also talking about a a leader on that defense. For sure. You're talking about a guy who had a very very good year last year. So it it would be tough to do. But do you draft another safety? Continue to add on to that group. Listen, I think everything's on the table here. It's it's. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not predicting that Eddie will go. But that's that's interesting. I don't think Justin Jones is going anywhere. Lucas Patrick's another injury guy. Yep. Mm-hmm. So four million to save on Lucas Patrick. Where's he playing? Uh, you you yeah. know, you're, he's he's going to be your center next year. I w- I don't know if I even like that because when we saw Lucas Patrick, I know he played guard, and that was just odd because they had to do the rotation with Tevin Jenkins and they put Mustafer over there at center because of the whole injury due to the hand. And even when he played, he allowed the fourth most pressures on the team, and that's despite seeing the eighth. 
uh, most snaps. Again, he only had like 168 pass set snaps. Like that's not a lot of a sample size, and yet you're still fourth on the team in terms of pressures allowed. His pass block grade, according to PFF, was the top 10 worst of all interior offense alignment in the league last year. That's not good. And you talked about where Cody Whitehair is getting paid. Lucas Patrick's contract ranked 16th among centers, and he's mm. not even close to the 16th best center in this league. So Lucas Patrick, to me, would be a strong one to let go of here. Uh, again, would you create another hole? Technically, yes, but I feel like the Bears already dealt a whole season pretty much without him last year. The other side of this, uh, you know, t- to your Santos point, I think that just brings up terror that we're going to go back into kicker no man land, which maybe we're already in now. But it, yeah. it, it, it feels a little bit less like, okay, let's just Cairo be you can get back to where you were right. So I, I don't think Santos would be the move I'd make. Now, Travis Gibson, you are going to add on to the defensive line, and you're going to have to decide which guys are you keeping in a rotational, we still believe in you, we're going to develop you with more help around you. And I don't, I don't know if you're keeping Travis over Dominique Robinson. Dominique's cheaper and – Talent-wise, pure like upside ability to get to the quarterback. I mean, we haven't seen Dom Rob get there since week one, right? <laughs> but but I but I'd like to think that I don't know. I just I'm I'm a Dom Rod guy. So and I and I and Travis, we're talking as far as t- personalities. Travis is as likable as they come. Yep. He is a great dude. So on that side, I'd hate to see him go. The Kendall Vildor thing. You you don't have enough depth at cornerback to let Kendall Vild- Vildor go. In, in my mind. Yeah, unless you just don't think he can play, which I, Vildor had his moments where he flashed. I, I would not, yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get rid of Vildor, but I don't know. Gibson, if I had to bet on anybody on here, I think I might have, if I had to put my money on what polls is going to do, I think I might pick Gibson. Really? Uh, okay. I mean, obviously he was a player that I pegged as having the most disappointing season mm-hmm. from this past year, especially what he did in year two with the sack production, but going transitioning back to a four, three, I know just talking to him a couple times throughout the year, he's like, yeah, it's, it's not all about the sack. So it's like, dude, we, we need to see some of it, though, at some point. Um, he said he was still working on other areas of his game. I'm hoping that if he does stay on this team for next year, we could see him come more into that role. And it's all right if they upgrade from him and he's more depth piece, that's fine. Um, but we'll see what happens with Gibson. Real quickly, I know Kevin Fishbane was in the, the, the comments here. He was? Yes, yeah, yep. we'll do this uh, super chat first, then we'll get to okay, that. Okay, yeah. This is from Jonathan. He says, it's a Monday, and we already have already gotten a rise and shine from Greg, of course. Now we have Will and Nick and Carm LFG. So, and, then, and then the brick juice emojis, which I think oh, are that's, great. That's what it is. Yep. So <laughs> if you missed Greg Braggs' video today on his Twitter. I actually didn't listen to it. You haven't seen it? Or you, I, I, past saw it. You I saw, saw it, it on you the timeline. You saw, but you didn't Ooh. listen. Did you hear that, Braggs? You watched, but didn't listen. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Braggs. Hey, Braggs, um, I did the same thing. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I listened, and I watched, and I was horrified that Braggs is like, you know, five stories up right now fixing that. roofs. Man's a man's. It uh, did. I I just remember seeing. At one point, he pans the camera. And it just looks like, I don't know. You could see like thousands of miles away. Like there was just in the it, middle it, of nowhere. It was, it was unsettling. It was. It was. A, but, but here's. I don't know if this is a real fish bane or just another. I think no, that's a real. That, 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 a that's a that's a fish bane. Uh, you know, Kevin's a big wildcat fan. I'm a big wildcat. I know, but fan. is he a real big CHGO Bears podcast listener? Oh, I well, I mean, he's here right now. I mean. I mean. I, I, 
sources tell me that Fishbane listens to every minute of every show. Thanks, Kev. Yeah, so we love Kevin. I love Kevin. And, um, I mean, the Northwestern Wildcats are going to the Final Four, let's be honest. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, I mean I, Iowa was a disgrace last night. It was awesome. All right, hold on here. So yes. I want to jump in because yeah. there's a few thoughts I want to make sure I share. So yeah. Travis Gibson. Yeah, uh, I understand. Like, well, oh, this isn't about Iowa Northwestern. No, oh, okay. uh, I really don't want to get into that God conversation. Awful. Yeah, no, no, we don't put any attention to it. it there we go. I, I like the way you think. So he is obviously last season very disappointing, and that was a part of us kind of raising those expectations because he did have That's a true. very solid 2021 seven sacks, five forced fumbles, and he was someone that when he came out of college, he was a hand in the dirt guy who they're like, hey, be a stand up outside linebacker. So he had a transition. And now they're like, hey, I know we've been working on this for two years, but now you have to put your hand back in the dirt and play defensive end again. And I feel like that could have just been part of the transition going back and at the same time trying to grow, losing Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn next to him kind of hurt. So I still believe he can be like that first guy off a bench and still be productive moving forwards. I want to cut Travis and Dom Rob. You're not cutting a guy who you drafted in the fifth round last year. We're, I think, all big fans of him. I liked him coming out of the draft and – just because he's still newer to the position, I, I think that's why he's still a bit raw. And unfortunately, people adjusted, and he wasn't able to have the same kind of impact uh, that we saw early on the season. And then I want to go on you about Eddie Jackson. Yeah. Because I was surprised you didn't. You're just kind of like, yeah. Oh, no, no. I, I But, I like, mean, we should make sure, like, we should share our thoughts. Like, I don't think he should be cut. Like, I, just, I could see why they could do it, though. I mean, that's a lot of money. But at the it, same time, like, he's you, someone that he was – trending downward for a couple of years and we've all saw that and then when he came in he bought into the new coaches and he could have easily just kept checking out you know checked out kind of Eddie Jackson what we saw the last couple of years but he wasn't that same player and I don't think letting him go sends the right message to the locker room like hey you know Eddie Jackson just balled out he was our defensive MVP he got the ball hawk award and now you have to play without him I don't think that's sending the right message to the locker room, they have so much money. Uh, again, uh, you can easily shell out seven, whatever that would be, million for Eddie next they, year. They they most definitely have the money to keep him. I I wouldn't. It's not some hard take that I'm sitting here like cut Eddie. Oh, I know. But but uh, I do listen. He's when you start having like, uh, I mean, he's coming off a foot in weird foot injury on tour on turf. That's probably okay, but it's maybe not. You're talking about when are the Bears going to be good? Uh, That's where I, I want to. I, I don't. I don't think. I don't. Th- I think logically, it's it's not next year. So now yeah. you're you're getting out to. He's you know he'll be th- he's going to be thirty in December. Now he's now th- we're getting to thirty one. Are you extending him? Are you are you are you gonna are you gonna give a, a thirty year old safety a two three year deal to to stay with the Bears? I'm not sure about that. What what options do you get if you now you, is but the other side of it is like there there isn't anybody who's there isn't a player in waiting that you're dying to put in that spot. Exactly. Yeah, true. So maybe Elijah Hicks can develop <laughs> to be, but it, again, yeah, yeah. I mean, you you would be drafting someone in that position now, and you have seven thousand needs, so now you're also drafting safety. If I had, again betting wise, I don't think Eddie's going anywhere, but I but I do think it's an interesting because he is at the top of the list as far as the dollars mm-hmm. and. It's a really interesting time for Ryan Poles. I mean, yeah. you, you, uh, he is. I mean, to me, this is like the Alcadena Bahamas. I'm sticking a toe in the water. We're going to do this, and so I know I'm I'm comfortable on that move. Where I'm not, I, I I want that four million. Now, as I, as things continue to 
materialize as we get later and later. You know, what... And again, this is before June 1, so he's got a lot of time here. He mm-hmm. does. So The last thing I'll say about A. Jackson, I'm thinking, like, as you're kind of rebuilding your team, which the Bears are doing, I don't, unless someone can tell me otherwise, but you usually don't have your safety as one of your highest paid players on your team per, per cap hit, right? In terms of when you're rebuilding, like, oh, we need the safety. It's not like the, I don't know, it's not the most premium position to have. That's why I look at it, and that's why he's on this candidate. Ultimately, I do think Eddie Jackson's here in 2023. He's a good leader. He was ascending as a football player, and then he got the injury. You lose that turnover production if you don't have him, but when you're thinking about rebuilds, that's a lot of money allocated to him. And so if you're looking to maybe save some, I could see why they could maybe come to that conclusion. And then that's where maybe I'll wrap it up with Eddie Jackson for me. Well, right now, for me, it's just money's no object at all for this yeah, team. True. And I know, like, well, how many years does he have left on this thing? Two? Is it two, two years? He's it. got two years left. 99% And I feel like right. you let him go, then you're going to put Jaquan Brisker in a spot where he's going to have a lot more pressure put on him, and you may stunt his growth, and I think that's the one of the last things you want to do. And I love – That's a great point. And I love the tandem of Brisker and yeah, Jackson, that's and that's what we've been kind of waiting for since they let Amos go to Green Bay. Like – Where's that top safety to have next to Jackson? And again, I thought it was a perfect storm last year for Jackson with new coaches who believed in him that challenged him because the, I feel like Nagy was like, oh, we're set. Jackson's fine. And he didn't feel inspired under that coaching staff. And then they also brought up, uh, brought in, I should say, uh, a young rookie safety with a lot of potential next to him for that perfect compliment. I don't think there's any reason to like go away from that right now. I mean, be- best, most likely case scenario is you you keep him here for one more year. You mm-hmm. let him, for, you let Brisker for further develop, and then next year in the offseason, you draft a safety and you and you let Eddie walk and you don't pay him. That would be that would if I was to bet what's going to happen with Eddie Jackson, that's what I would say. And again. Eddie is a credit to that locker room and the leadership part that you're underlining, both of you are underlining is, is very fair. Um, so I, and, and Eddie was one of my favorite people. He was a big fan of CHGO came on all the time as far as conversations and random questions. So I got no problem with his thing, but I do think it's interesting. And I think I, I literally think everything is interesting right now. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 the bears are the, the number one off season story in the NFL what the hell are they going to do? Every, you know, I'm watching Todd McShay's video over the weekend, and we can do this coming back here on, you know, I absolutely would, if it was me, I would trade Justin Fields, and people are getting freaked out about it. And um, making me kind of sweat. Yeah, honestly, well, just saying it. <laughs> I, I mean, and, and again, I don't think anybody thinks that's happening. Um, but, like, like wh- Ryan Poles, what's going on today? What's what's who, who are you talking to? You have a fascinating life right now. I mean, really, he's the topic of conversation. The draft runs through the Bears, which yes, is uh, you know an interesting place to be in. Hopefully, the Bears are not always there, but yeah, every day is a new adventure. I would feel like if you're Ryan Poles, who should I keep? Who should I go trade for? All these different holes that they have. Uh, this is, I think, this is where you want to be though. If you're a general manager, a young general manager, you're in a position where it's limitless options and it's a huge task to get this right. Like this is. 
It's what you what go you into want, the job for. Would you rather kind of ease into it a little bit here? Like, really, my like, I, hey, this was fun tearing this thing down, but I mean, do I really have to? There's only 32 general managers there, Carm. They got to be ready for these That's opportunities. Right. <laughs> okay, I mean, you get one shot at it. Here you go, buddy. You mess this up, you're out of here. <laughs> you're so, done. So, so. Good luck. Uh, hey, shout out to our friends at the Goose Island Beer Company, CHGO, supported by the Goose, Chicago's beer since 1988. The beer roster, of course, is dynamic. It's uh, it's deep. It's incredible. The Blackhawks Pale Ale, the Bull City 312, the Bourbon County Stout. Lawrence is looking like he's looking for one right now. The Christmas IPA, <laughs> Beer Hug IPA Christmas series. IPA. What year is it? Come on. What season is it? Yeah, that's a, it's always we're still in the until until I feel like we can actually you know go to the beach. It's still Christmas season. Green Line Matilda. Hey, Goose Island's got two locations. They are open. They are ready to welcome you. Grab a beer right from their innovation tanks at the Goose Island Tap Room. That's at 1800 West Fulton, right by the United Center. Or go get yourself a smash burger and a fresh beer of the week at the original, the Clybourne Brewhouse, 1800 North Clybourne. Uh, for reservations and pickup, go to gooseisland.com slash locations. Goose Island Beer Company. Oh, yeah, look at that Goose Island there. Perfect. You know what goes with Goose Island there, Mark? What's that? Shy town Cornhole. So you can be playing some bags and, boom, have a Goose Island in hand. Shy town Custom Cornhole, the number one cornhole provider for Chicagoland and Illinois since 2007. Their signature box style design can be digitally printed, covered in vinyl, and painted. Their cornhole boards come in with built-in drink holders, recessed in on the back, LEDs that light up the hole and exterior, handles for easy carrying, and handcrafted scorekeepers are so essential. Um, but they are also veteran-owned and operated. Chi-Town Cornhole can ship anywhere, and they offer local pickups. Very convenient for anybody who wants to check them out. And they specialize in corporate designs for your company's next marketing or social event, wedding gifts, and gifts for all occasions, and especially for tailgaters and backyard barbecues. Go check out their website, ChiTownCornhole.com, and make sure to follow them on Instagram at Chi-Town Custom Cornhole Boards. All righty, let's move on to our, well, we've got a, we're going to have a moment coming up here. Oh, gosh. With Chase Claypool and Heinz Ward, <laughs> which is a little bit down the line. Uh, and if I can find my way through this conversation that I'm tabs, about. Tabs, tabs, tabs. How many you got? So, so many. 8,000 <laughs> 8, 8, tabs are up here. Ah, that's why my Wi-Fi is struggling over here. Yeah, right? I'm, I'm, I'm stealing away. But two screens. Let me, just, let, me, let, me just, let me just give you my Sunday for a second, all right? We, our diehard avail- availability for you is uh, something that we'd obviously love you to join if you haven't already. And you get so much for, from it. And you, what we're doing is continuing to add to our draft boards, our free agency boards. Um, Will has been a huge part of this. I think you're going to be shooting some videos today that are going to be yep. uh, getting posted. So I was you know, going through the draft board on Sunday and just adding on to different notes and different situations. So I, um, you know, I, f- I found myself watching Bryce Young tape and reading about Bryce Young. Here we go. And, yeah. Yeah, and, and you know what? You know what it is there, Lawrence? <laughs> what is it, Carm? <laughs> the dude's really good. 
he is he is a he is an he is a very there's a reason why this baby Mahomes thing it's is mini Mahomes. Mini Mahomes, baby yeah. Mahomes, whatever. I mean, baby mini you, baby. we get the point. Mini Mahomes is getting thrown into the conversation because he's got that instinctual quarterback I can find who's ever open. Yes, he has plenty of time because he's playing at Alabama and Alabama is Alabama and he's he's not under pressure like Justin Fields is, but if you watch him, it's like oh, this dude there is a reason why people are saying that he is the top quarterback in the draft when guys like CJ Stroud who Nick is not falling in love with for the Bears but who is starting to appreciate more and more as you mm-hmm. watch him and here we go Bryce is number 1. And I I am seeing things. Watch this, like, well, that's uh, that's an elite skill set right there. And yes, he's five ten. He's got the tininess going. So, I'm not making any bold comments here. Uh, like, absolutely one hundred percent trade Justin Fields. Go get this guy. He's gonna be. He's, he he is mini Mahomes. He's gonna be the next Mahomes. But I do think, rationally, if you're Ryan Poles, you are absolutely assessing. What can I get in a Justin Fields trade, and what can I get for the number one overall pick? I do think you have to, if you're doing your job properly, you are balancing that out. And I don't think you can get enough for Fields to make it worth trading Fields. Like you're in, you are you're betting on him. But the other part of this conversation for me today is Daniel Jones has gone and, and changed up his agent, and the dude is, and this is not any, this is not news, but Daniel Jones who. Is no has had one good decent season. Right, threw for thirty two hundred yards and didn't rush for as much as Fields and whatever. The Giants made the playoffs for the first time. The dude's looking for forty five million dollars and he's going to get thirty five to forty. So, you know, Fields is going to be right there, mm-hmm. and 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 very very quickly. And you have all these needs. So again, the quarterback clock comes into it. But I but it's more so to me like I. I don't know. I'm not sure. I would. I don't know if I'd have the the gumption to do it. But this young character is. It just. It, it was a lot more interesting after just sitting there watching it and reading about him for three hours yesterday to just to start to think about it. Will you look like you're ready to shoot me? <laughs> well, <laughs> I want to go that far, but you're make, uh, you are making me get a little bit warm under this Bears sweater that I'm wearing right now. It's. If you're doing what I think you're doing, which is continuing what we all said we're going to do, which is talk up every single quarterback in this draft class to make that first overall pick more viable, awesome. You're doing a great job. (laughs) Thank you. You're doing a great job. Uh, But I, man, like with Bryce, and I saw a few comments talking about it, like he is thin. And I do worry about that durability at the next level. He could have all the talent in the world but a couple big hits that go the wrong way. And we, we, we worry about Justin Fields taking hits and Fields is built a, a little bit bigger yep. than young, but no, I'm not, a, I'm not at that point. I'm still here wanting to build around Justin Fields. I believe the bears want to build around Justin Fields, but the one point that I'll agree with Carm is that you said as a GM, your job needs to be like yeah. weighing every single option. And I, I do think you're right where you have to look at what you could get for fields versus that first pick. But at the end of the day, I still believe that whatever you get for that first pick, plus having fields on your roster with some NFL experience going into year two of this offense is going to outweigh whatever you can get 
from the opposite direction. Yeah, I think Ryan Pulse would be doing a disservice to the Bears if he wasn't at least entertaining or keeping everything open, right? I mean, that's your job as a GM to see what are the options that you can you can get for a Justin Fields. What could you do for trade compensation? That's his job. But he did. I mean, he said this at his end of the year press conference that you need to be blown away, right, mm-hmm. to see if he could even mm-hmm. think of like moving on from Fields. And when you watch Bryce Young, he can make all the throws. He's good at diagnosing the defense, finding his progressions, making the right throw. He's he's really good. That's why he could be. His improvisation is off the charts. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely off the charts. And that's why he could he sh- realistically could be the first quarterback drafted in this draft because of those traits, what he's shown consistently in Alabama. He is going to be the first quarterback drafted. I think we would all, yeah. if we had to bet on it right now, right? Everybody would make that if bet. If I was putting real money on it, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah not unless uh, right. someone likes Will Levis more than that. Right. And sure, go ahead. Trade up whatever you need to go get him. But That would be the Mitch Trubisky That would be the Mitch Trubisky, the exactly. Listen, uh, just, just a couple of stats on him. Uh, only quarterback <laughs> in Alabama history to throw for 3,000 yards back-to-back seasons. Okay, that's no big deal. Mm-hmm. Fine. But, but okay, you know, five, five touchdown passing games. That's a lot. Five of them. Uh, sad a year behind Mac Jones, just a reminder. So, you know, mm-hmm. learn behind a dude who's having at least a decent start. We'll yeah. call it decent. Had a very good had – a, had a good rookie year and whatever, going the other way now. Uh, first year he gets a start, sophomore. 4,872 yards. That's a single-season record for Bama. 47 touchdown passes, 47 of them. Not 46, not 45, 47. Um, and, you know, 23 and 4. Of course, he's playing for him. Bill O'Brien knows a little thing about quarterbacks. Uh, as impressive as anyone I've been around. High school coach. Um, there are times that I think he has eyes in the side of his head, his peripheral vision, <laughs> his sense, his smell, his awareness is just uncanny. His smell? His smell. The his dude's got great he's got a he's got a great schnoz. Dude can <laughs> sniff out. But you know, sniff it's out it, defenders, he, he's talking about can you you know, can you feel who who's around? Yeah, yep. And and it, it's it, it's it's he's getting to instincts. He's gonna be a Poles, good let me just tell you this. You you if Ryan Let's just say this. Let's say that Ryan Poles looks at him. It's like I. I think this guy is special. What's he supposed to do at that point? If you're Ryan Poles and you're making this evaluation, I think this dude is off the charts good. What do you do? Do you do you do you punt on it because hey, I think he's I think he's got all the talent that you would ever want, but I just can't buy that he's going to stay healthy because he's five ten. It's too risky for me. My if I make this trade and he gets hurt and week three just gets cracked from behind and he's out for the year, everyone is going to I'll I'll I will be on my way to getting fired and I will never have another chance at this. I mean, but then he's you know he's doing then he's making a decision based on his own career versus like the high end ceiling of what could be best for the Bears or is he. Is he taking the Howie Roseman side of it? Like, listen, I believe in this guy, Justin Fields. We never have given him the opportunity with, with the right weapons. Let me do what they did in Philly and get as many assets as I possibly can for this number one pick and then spin it into whatever I can spin it into. So let's see if Justin Fields can actually do it. It's a safer play, and it's, and it's maybe the right play, and, it, and, it's, and it's better for, I would, better for his career unless he hits a home run on this dude mm-hmm. and the Bears – are winning, you know, consistently in the conversation of winning Super Bowls, and he's the dude that did it. Then he's, like, stamped himself for Chicago and for anywhere else. I think it's a huge huge ass swing if you're him. Yeah, and you also got to make sure, okay, you draft Bryce Young, right? 
you have to have the other pieces in place too. Because he's doing all this behind Alabama's offensive the, line, the right. receivers. So if you're doing a move like this, you got to be confident that I can go get him receivers that will get open. I can give him a stable offensive line. And that right. needs to, I think that needs to happen quickly. Obviously, you reset the clock with the quarterback, the rookie contract. But that also needs to be in the framework of how Ryan Poles is thinking. Like I, yeah, I draft Bryce Young, but everything else needs to come into place. And that still hasn't come into place for Fields, too. So he doesn't know exactly what he can become until he gets those pieces. And those pieces aren't currently here for Bryce Young to capitalize on either. It, it's an interesting like topic to think about. What? I think you have an angle here. So I was going to, before I asked you another question, I wanted to let you say whatever. Uh, whatever came to my mind. Yeah, what, what numbers are popping on your screen as I'm watching? You're just talking about like all the touchdowns that Young was throwing. And like, I was like curious. Like, I know Justin had a really good year. And I know COVID shortened his senior season. Yep. Or sorry, his junior season. Yep. But the year before Justin's last full collegiate year, he has a 41 to 3 touchdown interception. Phenomenal. Bryce Young, you go back to 2021, he had a 47-7 and seven and fields through six less touchdowns on almost 200 fewer attempts, too. And so, like, in terms okay. of, like, bang for your buck, in terms of, like, touchdowns per attempt, like, that was way up there. I wasn't able to crunch those exact numbers, but I think you can no. tell six over 200 is a pretty big difference. It, right. And and I, it, the numbers are, are one thing, but it's also, like, when you when you watch him, when you're, when you're delving through his tape and it's like, that is, there's just some plays where it's like, that is an insane play by you. You That is that is an elite level dude running around who has some level of feel, which is why they're, which is why they're doing the mini Mahomes thing, because Mahomes just has that feel uh, and the just uncanny ability to make plays that'll make you just shake your head like, that was insane. Um, and, and Young has some of that. Now, Justin has it when he's running the football. I mean, that it's like... You know, we're sitting there watching, just going completely nuts because that—that uh, that yeah. was like, you, there's nobody in the NFL that can do that, and it ain't like he doesn't. You know, he's got some like like he can't throw the football either. I it's, I'm just wondering, like, let's say, let's say, would Carolina in their scenario at nine, would they give you their, would they give you their nine, and would they give you their number ones in the next two years for Fields? Would they do that? The next two, probably not. Not in the next two years. Yeah, probably not. Probably get would nine. They give, would, you, would they give you the nine and would they give you a number one next year? Yeah, I think so. I think you can probably do that for either Fields or the first. So you think that – so then you're saying that basically the value is the same. What's going on right now? At least in that <laughs> oh, there you go. specific yep. scenario. Yep, Thank you. <laughs> Jake, I really so, so Jake Flanagan uh, oh hates me. <laughs> and, um, and, and, again, I'm not – Bryce Young's going to look really good with the Houston Texans when he goes there. There we go. <laughs> and I don't want us, by the way, on this show to be doing Young did this this week and Fields did that for the next however long. Oh, that's going to happen, though. But you that know, throughout is, the that course is, of the season, yeah. That, that, that is – That's going to be a thing. That's going to be a thing. Hey, I'll say this. Bryce Young lost to Tennessee this year. So okay. why, why not just draft Hendon Hooker as your backup? I was I I want, watching I, his I, tape. I uh, do want Hendon Hooker. Yeah, Hendon Hooker I, I'd love good. to see the Bears draft Hendon Hooker. Uh, See? Mean, solved. The reason, the reason why I don't think that anything happens is because I don't think you can get an – I don't think people will pay, like, over the top for fields right now because he, he hasn't – He still has to show you what he can do. Right. Like, honestly, so we haven't gotten it's too there. too incomplete. So then, and then so the Bears to, like, take 
I don't know about pennies on the dollar, but take 68 cents on the dollar for them. That sucks. You don't want to do that. You're not going to do that unless you are over the top convinced that this dude is the next thing. And I don't think, I don't think you can get there with Bryce Young because of his size. So I, ultimately, I don't think he does anything. But it would be an unbelievable swing if he did. That would be like, if they did it, this town would come. I mean, I, I don't even know what the reaction would, would be. Turn on polls. I think so. I think polls would turn heel, and people would definitely uh, not be in his corner. It does feel like this city is behind Justin, and I think that says a lot for a city that's gone through so many quarterbacks. And I know I saw the talk over the weekend about. You know, oh, well, Chicago should just move on from Justin, but yet Bears fans want to defend him at all costs. I'm like, we've seen so many bad quarterbacks come through this town. When we feel like there's a real one, we want to, we want him to stay here for once and build around him. And I'll tell you, I did not expect this much Bryce Young field talk when I woke up at 4 in the morning to drive all <laughs> the way up here. It was like the furthest thing from my mind, but here we are. It's, it's going to continue to move around. It I was C-sharp in the chat. So just stop it. This, this is the Chicago Bears. Haven't had an all-pro QB since 1947? Please stop it. We've got all the ammo to build the lines. Just shut up and do it. That's all. That And that C-sharp, that's probably what's going to happen. But until this draft is done, we'll see. There's going to be a lot of talk. There's going to be a lot of talk. All right, let's look at some cap casters. We, th- we looked at uh, who the Bears might cut. Let's look at some other people who could be out there and take a pick from it. So... Uh, we mentioned Adam Thielen on the show, who would, uh, you know, was getting up there, but would be a great slot possession target for the Bears. Uh, Frank Clark, hmm. could we get somebody to go to the quarterback? Kansas City's got some issues. Yeah. I mean, that's an interesting name. Uh, Keenan Allen mm-hmm. is out there. And, Will, you were getting excited before the show on Marcus Mariota. <laughs> I was getting excited about Marcus Mariota because I want to build around Justin, and a good way to do that would be having a backup quarterback that I think mirrors the similar play that Justin has against Trevor Simeon and Justin Fields, two opposite kind of quarterbacks. You have a pure pocket passer and Simeon, where we know Justin's a little bit more of an improviser, Mm -hmm. can use more with his legs, and you can build an offense to kind of tap into that. So by bringing in Mariota, at least you have a backup that – God forbid Justin has to miss some time. You don't have to change everything around the QB. You can just kind of keep it status quo. And, I mean, I know he wasn't lighting it up in Atlanta last year, but he had 15 touchdowns to nine picks. He did have a career-high 438 rushing yards at at this stage of his career, which I thought was impressive. Four more touchdowns on the ground, 34-40 and for a career. I mean, that's serviceable, and that is pretty much what you want out of your backup. You don't need someone else, uh, you know, who's lighting it up. Obviously, he'll get a chance to start somewhere else. But Mariota at this juncture, I think, is a backup in this league, and I wouldn't mind here in Chicago. The guy I like, and we mentioned him, just won a Super Bowl, Frank Clark. If you can go out and get somebody to, again, rush the passer, that's exactly what you want to do. And you just think about some of the games in the playoffs where he's one of the best defensive linemen on the field. He's disrupting the opposing quarterback. The Bears just don't have that. Only 29 years old, had five sacks last season, uh, played in 15 games. He's probably going to want top dollar, right, if you're a free agent. that's what You're overspending a free agency anyway, but that would be an upgrade at the position of need that the Bears currently don't have. They don't have a guy like that. Also a leader on that Kansas City uh, Chiefs team, but 
that would be in addition if the Bears made that. You see exactly why they did it. I think it would be something where fans would be like, okay, I can get behind this, and it's it's an immediate upgrade. So if you're thinking of guys that could come to this defense and make an impact, Frank Clark would be one of them. I'm, I'm in my head about the Mariota part because I do think it fits as far as somebody who plays more like Fields. And I'm also thinking – can you please draft a young quarterback to be behind him? Yeah, you guys mentioned Hooker. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I would much prefer because maybe the Bears will surprise next year and be right in the thick of the playoff conversation, nine, ten wins, and okay, that would be a lot of fun to be a part of those shows and the oh, Bears yeah. back in yep. the mix. That would be great. Uh, but I also that you know if if they if they jump from three to six to seven wins and we see. A, ton of development uh and maybe you lose some heartbreakers like they did this year but you know it just looks a little bit different as far as the ball flying through the air and receivers developing chase claypool will get to him in a second having a season uh maybe darnell mooney looking like darnell mooney again and yet you st- you're still having some pieces that need to be f- hammered out before you really make that huge jump i just would l- i would love to see at if, if fields say he doesn't make it through all 17 games next year he plays let's call it 14 i'd love to see a rookie quarterback come in and get an opportunity and see what he could do and start developing that in the case that fields has a real injury and then all of a sudden you know we're not just dealing with some veteran with the very 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 you know low ceiling and just like back to like what we're used to as far as bears are bear quarterbacks are concerned draft a qb ryan make it part of your offseason plan you're on all the picks you're about to acquire you're not going to find any reservations on my end about drafting qbs late and you never know who you hit on yeah you yeah, yeah at least try <laughs> which the bears have not exactly done. i mean not done Hooker too is just an it's just an interesting name because the, that there could be like that dude might be able to actually be something and you know and may very well slip he's not I mean, he's at least going to be a day two and maybe he slips on day two I don't know I doubt it yeah if you can go get him on day three like that would be a great great a great value for the position that he plays yeah uh you, we also other names we have on here by the way Robbie Anderson Taylor Luan um towards ACL for the second time week two of the season there's a left tackle I think he might retire but if he's there like you know he does play a position position of need there for the Bears and obviously they have Braxton Jones but um a guy that yeah we have to see what his future is he played a lot of good football you know obviously knows how to run block especially with um you know Henry back there but yeah we'll see what his future kind of lies uh Moving forward, how, how do we feel about Bears trade back with Carolina draft offensive lineman, move Braxton Jones to right tackle? I think we've had this talk on After Dark a couple times, and I'm still just personally not wanting to move him from left to right unless absolutely necessary, just because he put all the snaps in over there is where all of his development's at, and to have him pretty much flip. Everything he's learned, I think, would be another ask, and it would kind of, again, continue to stun his growth. And it's, you would have to do the same thought exercise, like would it, the risk outweigh like, the benefit or vice versa with him? Because like, if you can have a stud left tackle and you know you're set there for 10 years, fine. You can, move, you can live with that. But if it's still like a question mark, I don't know if I want to add an extra question mark on top of it. Right. Yeah, and let's say that the player is like Peter Skaronsky, right, from, yep. from Northwestern. You're going out, trading back. And you're getting that, and like you said, make the move for Braxton Jones. You got to see how that's going to work. Personally, I'm not for like wanting to draft the the tackle in the top ten. You have, I think, some quality edge rushers that you could still get down there. 
and then you could obviously upgrade a defensive front that really needs it. Um, but for me, I'm not not for trading back with Carolina then drafting the tackle. There. Okay, so we're in universal agreement on this one. Look, Braxton Jones showed enough. Mm-hmm. He's gonna yeah. get better. If they if they trade down and draft a tackle, I'm gonna be uh, that that would bother me. It would you. You want to go sign Mike McGlinchey? Um, okay. Is your right tackle? Yep. Okay. That, that, now that's – and you want to pick some offensive linemen later, later in the draft? Let's go Do get it. Cody Mauk. Great. <laughs> you want – drafting one in the top ten when you have this many needs, I would, I would puke. I, I really hope they don't do that. That's – yeah, especially – I mean, I don't think they do that either, but, like, drafting an interior offensive lineman with top right. – like, that, that would make, I think, Bears fans lose all hope. Like, that's, that's not what you do. And Skoronski may be moving into guard uh, in yeah, the next Yeah, depending level, on what team. Depending right. on where they see him, where he can best fit. So one thing I wanted to add on to here uh, about these cap casualties, because we said all these names and, you know, did I get, quote, excited about Mariota? I, I got excited about the idea of having a mobile QB as a backup, but no matter where you looked, there aren't a lot of names that really pop out, which just shows you, like, there's always going to be some sort of issue with a player that has to be like cut for a cap casualty, whether it be age, injury history, or, you know, right yeah, now, yeah. I think just over like Robbie Anderson, someone that got traded pretty much like Claypool did not have the impact that Arizona mm-hmm. was kind of hoping to have when they made that trade. Do you really go for a receiver that it's almost similar to Claypool? Like I said about like makes a move, doesn't pan out. Do you really need two of those guys on your roster right now? I would yeah, hope remember not. When, yeah, remember when he was like on the sideline yelling at Carolina's coach? I think we don't yeah. need another head case. Mm. No thanks. Even more similarities then. Yeah. Lemurie's not not good. Not good. Um, yeah, you, Robbie Anderson, again, I saw the name like, yeah, he didn't do anything. So, no. Sorry. Bears need wide receivers. I don't know if they need Robbie Anderson. If you were making a bet on DraftKings, I don't oh. think that you would be betting that Robbie Anderson will be a bear. Uh, which I think no. Will wants to tell you about some great bets that you can make on the DraftKings what Sportsbook app. What a transition app. that was. Yeah, it was, was smooth. Uh, very smooth. I mean, I'm a, I'm a half of half of a pro over here. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, everyone know, you know that this episode is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. They are, they are the official betting partner of CCO and All City. And I just, I'm curious, did you guys make any bets this weekend on some college basketball, maybe oh, some XFL? But that was, well, how scary would that have been to actually put money on I didn't XFL? bet XFL. That's. I felt like I should probably understand what the league is before. Right. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Like I saw the lines and I was. Yeah. No. I, I do like that they're putting it on screen on the uh, on the score bug. That is kind of a cool thing to do. I might have to dabble with that. There we <laughs> this go. Weekend. There we go. But yeah, I've been doing all right with like my parlays on college basketball. I've been waiting until like a bunch of games are at halftime yeah. and just guessing three or four okay. that I feel like I can know where it's going to go. And I've been hitting on those about at a 70% clip. Go well. Right? Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, so that's something that I've been doing. But of course, there's a lot going on with the NBA, NHL, MLB's coming back up, so definitely check out DraftKings because if you download the app now and sign up with the code CHGO, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So we're wrapping up the show today with Heinz Ward, who... Knows a thing or two about playing the wide receiver position and winning football games. And he's got thoughts on Chase Claypool, 
Of course, the Bears ended up giving the 36 pick in the 2023 draft for. Uh, he was talking to Chat Sports and Heinz Ward on Claypool. Quote, he's very talented. He is everything you want in a wide receiver. With Chase, it became more about Chase and less about the team. I love receivers who want the ball. I don't want a receiver who doesn't want the ball. But you do have to do it in the confinement of the aspect of the team. It's about the team first. If you keep working on your craft, it eventually will get better. Um, and the, the, the ending point, quote, he needs to grow up a little bit. I've talked to Heinz Ward multiple times, talking about a Hall of Famer here. Uh, Heinz wow. is a good dude. Name drop. Yeah. Flex. <laughs> well, Heinz is always out there um, promoting something. And here he is giving. And so, so somebody asked him on a take, his take on Claypool, and he gave it. I don't think anybody would disagree with anything he just said. Am I missing something? No, I mean, based off of even some of the actions that we've seen from Chase Claypool this past season with the Bears, the brief stint that he's had so far, you, the blow up on the sideline and the 41-10 to loss to Detroit Lions. He didn't speak to reporters after that game. There, there are things he, he just needs to, I don't know if it's become more of a professional, but yeah, you, you do, when you see what Heinz Ward said about him and you see what Chase, Cl- Chase Claypool is right now, I can't disagree. And maybe, you know, better play, more consistent play. And off-season work with Justin Fields will help his case overall as a player. But I don't, I don't have anything wrong with what Heinz Ward just said. In all actuality, as much as, like, you know, we can look at the grow-up line and the maturity line, what he said to start the quote about he is everything you want and a wide receiver. Yeah. Now, that excites me because you mentioned he, he knows how to play the position. He's one of the best ever to play it at the professional level. And for him to say that about a guy, I don't think he would say that without actually meaning it. Uh, and, of course, with Claypool, we know he has a lot of talent. We just want to see it on tap here in Chicago for him to develop alongside Justin. And I understand about, like, wanting to be more, like, team-focused and, mm-hmm. you know, limiting some of those – I guess moments on the sideline and going about things a little bit more, you know, professionally, I get it. But at the same time, like he is 24. Like if I look back at who I was at the age of 24 compared oh, to now, yeah. and it's only, you know, a six year gap. I know he loves when I throw that I'm only 30 out. <laughs> <laughs> I, there's definitely a lot that I am proud of who I am today compared to who I was just six years ago. So there's no reason why, you know, Claypool can't continue to just uh, develop as a human being and just be a little bit more mature as he grows a little bit older. Big year for him, though, the contract year. Now would be a great time. Your opinion of Claypool when you're around him? Um, I mean, he would at times make himself available in the locker room. And then other times, like, nah, I'm just not talking today. But when he when he talked, though, I, I enjoyed Chase. I, you know, mm-hmm. he, he certainly, let, let's say this, Chase Claypool believes in Chase Claypool. There is no, yes. there's no lack <laughs> of confidence there. That's for sure. There is, so there is part of me that's like, dude, I think you're a little bit reading the Chase Claypool press clippings and relying on your first two years in the league. So this is just an absolutely enormous offseason for him. Yes, it is. He, he, he's claiming that him and Fields are going to spend a ton of time. I don't see any reason why they would be lying about that. So let those two get together. It was interesting when you go back in time that Fields was immediately saying, don't expect this dude basically to jump in here and be successful. It is going to take some time for us to get on the same page. I mean, that was, that was Fields talking, and that proved to be true. Obviously, he did you know, next to nothing as a bear this year. He had 14 catches on 29 targets and one mini blow-up that who cares – 
whatever. Right. Um, yeah. Doesn't bother me. Yeah, but I guess it does bother me a little bit. Like, Justin Fields should not have to be <laughs> telling. It does be like why? Why? What is? Why does Justin Fields at twenty three years old have to be telling this dude like, hey, we don't need that. You, you. I get that people are emotional and they're passionate, but like, I don't know, man. You played football your whole life. Like, you got to know what's what's positive to the team and what's not positive to the team, and you also got to know that you're new to the team. But I also liked with Chase that he was, you know, he, he's passionate he's, about it, right? He, he, yeah, that passion, and that he also sort of owned being a bear right away. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, um, there's there's a pride in in that dude of of doing well that I guess I appreciate. So, but look, uh, I would hope that he would take a deep breath, not be defensive about what people are saying about him, acknowledge what's true. Where can I be better? And move forward with that in mind, and and plant a big damn flag out in the distance of who you are, who are you are striving to be as a human being slash player. And if he does that, the Bears might have themselves a great player on their hands. If now, if he if he doesn't, then this could be a very short rental and and at a heavy cost. Yeah, you're thinking about the what ifs, the thirty second overall pick that yeah. you went to go give up to get Chase Claypool if he doesn't actually produce in 2023, but. The best, best case scenario is that he does. The Bears can figure out whether or not they want to extend him afterwards and, you know, make that a difficult decision for Ryan Poles. That would be the best case scenario for him, for Justin Fields to have a bigger season in year three. And if that all happens, you know, it's a good situation to be in. Do we extend this guy that we traded the 32nd overall pick for? Or, you know, it could be the opposite of that, which is not obviously the best case scenario. Do you know what team uh, Heinz Ward is the coach of these days, the XFL head coach? No. Mm-mm. No? You guys nope. don't know that he's nope. he's an XFL head coach? I, I knew he was in the league when I was looking up that quote. but It's the uh, San Antonio Brahmas, as in, like, oh, The Rock, Brahmas. the Brahmas okay. Bowl. Are you going to watch the XFL? Yeah. I, I, th- I think I'll prefer the USFL, personally. But uh, When does that season start? Uh, a few weeks. Wow. That's smarter. I thought going immediately after the Super Bowl is, like, I feel like people want, at least I wanted, like, just give me a moment to breathe. And maybe it's because I'm, like, so into football, like, all the time. I don't know. It's 46 of 52 Sundays have football now. That's Holy crap. That's a year-round that's a good, sport now. That's a good thing, yeah. I think. Chad, one for you watched football this weekend, two for you, two you did not. One you did, two you didn't. What's the answer on the show here? I didn't watch football this Who's? weekend. I watched a very small portion of it, but I did see highlights. Like, three of the games were crazy. Then the, the rules are fun. You know, they do... An onside kick, they, they run mm-hmm. it as a fourth and 15 play. I did see that. That's kind of an, a nice wrinkle. Um, instead of the PATs, you could go for one point from the two-yard line, two points from the five, and then three points from the ten, Oh, okay. which is interesting. And I don't know, one of the games, like, a team came back and, and won it using that fourth and 15 onside kick thing. And I don't know, there's some good stuff. And the good news is, You're like, they have a partnership with the league, like the NFL, yeah. to, like, innovate the game, both from a tech side and potentially a rules mm-hmm. side, and kind of get some real-life use cases out of it. And I think that 4th and 15 is something that's been talked about for years now as, like, a potential route to go instead of an onside kick. And so now to have a league that uses it so we can yeah. kind of see what, like, the chances are. like Because that's the one thing about the onside kick that sucks, right? It's like a 0% chance. It's right. like right. 1% chance you actually get it. Even if it's closer to, like, 25 percent i mean that's 
a better odds, I think, would make games a lot more interesting. So yeah. I'm glad that there's an area to kind of, like, practice it and see what happens. And your guy's good friend, Dean Blandino, was uh, doing the uh, – he's in the replay command center. Oh. And they're showing all that. Like, you're listening to him make the call God, and watch the replays. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Blandino doesn't rest. Your guy. I'm, that He's makes me actually want to watch. Yeah. Your walk-on. Um, He's our walk-on, yep. I, and Jep, Jep or OKS in the chat saying, I think Carm would enjoy the officials mic'd up in transparency of replay center. Yeah. In the ex- I, 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 yeah. You're, I think you're spot on on that. That might get me to watch more than anything else. I might learn how officials communicate. Yeah. yeah, they got a lot of people mic'd up. I mean, A.J. McCarron's in it. I mean, come on. Alabama he was emotional. Alabama quarterback. Wow. He, there we go. he had a nice comeback yesterday, and his kids came up to him as he got there about to interview him, and he was, like, getting tear, teary-eyed. Okay. Good old A.J. I'll McCarron. watch this weekend, I think. I, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. I'm it's, in. It's, it's, Do I'm it. doing, I'm, I'm, you got me. XFL, I, 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 I watched one game last year. I'll watch another one. I miss He Hate Me. He Hate Me was the best. He was the guy. What was his name? Rod, Rod someone? Rod Gardner? Didn't he get a, a deal with the Panthers after that? Oh, uh, he hate no. me? Yeah. Um, this is from XFL 1.0 back in the day. Yes. I mean, there was a Walker. lot of... No, was it a Walker or something like that? There was a lot of juice around the XFL. No, no not the quarterback. Like, no. Oh, not the quarterback. You're thinking of like, P.J. Walker. Like, uh, or original or XFL yeah. in the early 2000s? Yes. He oh, hate me. Yeah. was on the back of his jersey. You don't remember that, dude? You were probably seven years old. No big deal. <laughs> I was like 10. Yeah. I remember the Chicago Enforcers. I saw RW five twenty eight in the chat. I remember that logo. Chicago Enforcers. What was that team that played in do- the Slaughter? Do you guys remember the Slaughter? I remember R- the Rush. Rod the Rush, Smart. Yeah. Thank you, Jay Money, or and Gary Ross as well. Rod Smart. I, I remember going to watch a few Rush games. Mm-hmm. I, the, the Rush was like a legit thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, pe- the Rush drew somewhat. I mean, uh, the Horizon was rocking with the Rush. Yeah. Yeah. Or Allstate, whatever. I think it was the Horizon back then, probably. Was it? I, I don't know. know. Allstate's been there a while. Who was, the, who was the Rush's quarterback? I don't know. It, it wasn't Matt Nagy. Was it, it wasn't Matt Nagy. Yeah, it wasn't Matt Nagy. <laughs> was it Mike Hohenzey? Does that, does that, is that Mike Hohenzey. Is that right? That name sounds familiar, but was he the coach or was he the quarterback? I I, I don't know. you got to get Mike Alzamore on the line here. I don't know. Just get the blitz pen out of the guy. corner. All right. Hey. Thanks for watching today, guys. Thanks for listening uh, in the audio space. Will, thanks for being in. Yeah, of course. Uh, you... Hit that like button. button. Let's get over 100 today, team. We're eight away. Uh, Hit the like button if you're fired up for Will's draft videos, which are coming up. Uh, You want to promote anything that's coming here? Settle down. You know, they're they're not going to be posted today. I didn't say today. You don't need to promote them. Down the line. Down the line. Yeah, down the line like a month from now. I'll do a teaser for it, though, real quick. So, yeah, right (laughs) after this episode, Nick and I are bouncing into Studio B, and we're going to record 20 videos on on some prospects before the combine that we're interested in that we believe the bears should be doing their homework on and Mm -hmm. a good strength you know weakness analysis of all those guys but that was my horrendous tease for that was a great tease. you guys thought it was great because i'm trying to think of swat analysis was the was the term though that was escaping i mean i thought it was great listen you uh go to all chgo.com become a diehard you will get invited to all of our community events. We've got uh, Bulls happy hours coming up, Blackhawks, Bears, Cubs, White Sox. We got it Interesting all? time for the White Sox right now. Um, oh, we got Elvis back in the building. Everything's yeah, great. Yeah, Elvis is back. Great we weekend. Go. Uh, I'll, I'll let uh, Herb and Vinny and, and Sean handle that situation. Um, so, yeah, uh, becoming a diehard is you get – we, we hook you up with as much value as we possibly can, including the 20% discount on the merchandise. 
So we appreciate everybody who's done it, um, and we would love to get more involved uh, with you as we, uh, you know, are one big happy family here at CHGO, damn it. So <laughs> check out the Die Hard. Again, talk to people who are diehards. Listen, you can like, I mean, like Gary Ross will have you over t- for uh, for dinner if you if you <laughs> yeah. become a diehard. That's that's all available for, for you. Sure. Uh, we're back tonight with After Dark. Braggs will be here. Nick will be here. Uh, myself will be here in a different location. I'm not sure where we'll, we'll, I'll be tonight, but I'll be somewhere. So, uh, again, good to have Will in studio today and some good stuff coming. And Lawrence is going to get those videos up at whenever he gets yeah. them up. I mean, settle down, man. That's, yeah, no, I know 20 of them. That's a ton. I'm excited. There's a lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff going mm-hmm. on. Okay, wrap the show. we got to get you to learn how to rap. Yeah, combine coming up, too. We'll see you tonight. How's that? Okay. That's better. See y'all. <laughs>